Welcome to the Back Em Down Podcast. This is your host, Coach Johnson, and today we're going to be talking about part two of the NBA restart covering the bottom five teams of the Western Conference fighting for that eighth and final playoff spot. This year has shaped up into be one of the craziest seasons so far with the pandemic, uh, bringing the season to a stop. But I think that's going to allow these last eight games and the playoffs to be some of the best basketball we've seen in quite some time at the end of a season. You know, I was doing some research trying to see, you know, what are some of the major points of what stats can determine who are really contenders to win a championship and who's not. And the thing that stuck out the most is that the last seven NBA champions have posted a top five offensive rating during the regular season. So for all you people that believe that defense wins championships, that kind of debunks your statement a little bit. But not completely, because all but one of them had a top 10 defensive rating. The 2018 Warriors were the only recent champion with a defensive rating outside of the top 10 at 11. All seven of those teams finished with the top four net rating slash point differential. The only champion of this century with a net rating lower than 4.1 were the 2001 Los Angeles Lakers, led by Shaq and Kobe. First off, we're going to be talking about the Portland Trailblazers, who currently sit in a ninth spot in the West, led by head coach Terry Stotts. They're currently 3.5 games back of that eighth spot in the West. Offense hasn't been a problem for them as they are averaging 113.6 points per game, which gives them the league's eighth best offense. Where they are suffering is on the defensive end, giving up 115.2 points per game, which gives them the league's 26th best defense, which gives them a net rating of 1.6. They're only four and six in their last 10 games, which, you know, it's kind of surprising, but also kind of not because of the injuries they've dealt with this season to Rodney Hood, Nurchich, and Collins. But they're finally getting healthy uh, for these last eight games in the bubble, hoping to make a splash and turn the season around and sneak into the playoffs as that eight seed. You know, you've got to be worried about a team led by Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum. The addition of Carmelo has helped them too as well, um, having Whiteside in the post as a rim protector and also someone that can go score once you throw it in has been huge for them. But now you get Nurchich back into the starting lineup. You can move Whiteside to the bench, which I don't know of a better, you know, five man that you can bring off the bench. You know, someone that's been a previous all-star and not many people are going to have a big that can compete with him off the bench. And then you have, you know, the Anthony Simmons, and you have guys like Nasir Little that has gained a lot of experience through the year. 
because of the injury to Rodney Hood. And so this team is very dangerous moving forward if they do sneak in as an eight seed. As you see, they're very capable of beating the top teams in the West, as we saw when they beat the Lakers right before the break as Dame went for 54 against them. But now you're getting a team that's fully healthy and has made a playoff run before. So they have everything that they need to make another run like that if they're able to take care of business in these last eight games and Memphis slips up a little bit. Next, we're going to talk about the New Orleans Pelicans, led by head coach Alvin Gentry. They sit with a record of 28-36. and 36. They've played one less game than the Trailblazers, but they are still 3.5 games back of that eight spot in the West. Offense hasn't been a problem for them, as they are averaging 116.2 points per game, which ties them for the fourth best offense in the league. The problem has been their defense as they're giving up 117 points per game, which gives them the 27th best defense in the league. This gives them a net rating of negative 0.8, which puts them at the middle of the pack in the league at 15. There's definitely been an uptick in their play since the arrival of Zion Williams as they're 5-5 in their last 10 games, and their defensive rating has improved Tremendously in that time since inserting him into the starting lineup as they have produced on the defensive end like a team at the top of the league. But you also have to remember the parts of Lonzo Williams and Drew Holiday, Brandon Ingram, who has you know, blown up this season and really shown the scoring ability we saw at Duke. And he's just blossoming, blossoming into the player that we thought he would be. But then you have a veteran like a J.J. Redick, Derek Favors, that can really help this young team propel itself into the playoffs in these last eight games and give one of these top teams in the West a run for their money in that first round. Plus you have the young players of Jackson Hayes and Alexander Walker who have played their roles and Alexander Walker being able to knock down shots and provide a scoring punch off the bench as well as Jackson Hayes' rim-running abilities and also protecting the rim as well, has played dividends for this team. And it's going to be very interesting if they can creep into that eighth spot in the West and have a matchup with the Lakers and we all get the LeBron versus Zion matchup in the first round that everyone is wanting. Sitting at the 11th spot in the West, we have the Sacramento Kings led by Luke Walton, they sit with a record of 28-36. and 36. This puts them 3.5 games back of that eight spot in the West. They've been underwhelming on the offensive and defensive side of the ball this season as they're only averaging 109 points per game, which gives them the 23rd best offense in the league while giving up 110.9 points per game, which gives them the 17th best defense in the league. This gives them a net rating of negative 1.9, which puts them at 21st. The most positive note about this team is that they were playing some of their best basketball this season before the break, going 7-3 and three in their last 10 games. You can accredit this to the play of De'Aaron Fox, Buddy Hield, and Bogey, as well as the additions of Jabari Parker and Alex Lynn from the Hawks. 
you know, Jabari has been able to come in and provide another element of scoring. And Alex Lynn has provided toughness and rebounding on that front court that they're missing with the injuries to Marvin Bagley and the underwhelming play of Harry Giles. But the insertion of Rashawn Holmes into the starting lineup has helped this team tremendously as he is able to stretch the floor, rebound, protect the rim, and also finish on pick and rolls. And then Benjamin has been a huge plus for this team, being able to stretch the floor, giving more space for De'Aaron Fox to operate as he is very good as a slasher and in the pick and roll game. Sitting at the 12th spot in the West, we have the San Antonio Spurs. They are led by head coach Greg Popovich. They sit with the record of 27 and 36, which puts them four games back of that eight spot in the West. This team is just been mediocre this season, unfortunately, because we're so used to the Spurs playing at such a high level and being one of the top contending teams in the West to make the finals or just even the Western Conference finals. But this new era of the Spurs, um, led by DeRozan and Aldridge, just haven't hasn't been up to par to the most recent Spurs teams that we're used to. But their offense has still been good as they're averaging 113.2 points per game, which gives them the league's 10th best offense. But defense, it's been a nightmare, giving up 114.9 points per game, which puts them as the 24th ranked team in the league. This gives them a net rating of negative 1.7, which puts them at 20th. They were playing average basketball before the break, going 5-5. Five and five. You know, it's a struggle to see the Spurs not be one of the top teams in the West after so many years of them being that. Um, they've made the playoffs for 22 straight years, and it's going to be weird not seeing them in it unless they just get hot and prove me wrong and get into the eighth spot in the West. But right now I just don't see it happening especially with LaMarcus Aldridge being out and Trey Lyles being out. That takes a huge hit to their front court. And, you know, Aldridge is someone that can shoulder a big scoring load. And, you know, his uptick in three-point attempts and makes this season has been a plus for this offense. And that loss is really going to cripple them moving forward as DeRozan by himself just can't make it happen. Even though they do have young pieces in place, such as Alani Walker and DeJounte Murray, Keldon Johnson, Jakob Podol, those guys just aren't ready for this stage yet. So maybe Popovich can work some magic and get this team rolling in these last eight games and they can make a run at it. But for me right now, I don't see it happening. In the last and final spot, in the Western Conference, we have the Phoenix Suns, led by head coach Monty Williams. They have a record of 26-39, and 39, which puts them six games back of the eight spot in the West. Mathematically, yes, they can still get into the playoffs if the teams in front of them don't show up in the bubble. 
Um, but the NBA is being generous and letting them be a part of this bubble. <laughs> Their offense has been a little bit above the league average, averaging 112.6 points per game, which ties in for 13th best in the league. Defense hasn't been their strong point as they're giving up 113.9 points per game, which gives them the league's 21st ranked defense. This gives them a net rating of negative 1.3, which is a little bit above the two teams in front of them at the 18th slot in the league. They're playing a little bit below average in these last 10 games before the break. Having a record of four and six, you know we've seen a little bit of a transformation in the game of Devin Booker, becoming more of a ball handler and playmaker, and not as much of a scorer. Not saying that he's digressed as a scorer, but he has taken on a role of like a James Harden, playing a little bit more of a point guard role, and then the addition of DeAndre Ayton, which definitely hurt them and their record with his suspension being out um, for most of the season, especially in the shortened season. But then you have the wing like Michael Bridges, and then the addition of Ricky Rubio that's really helped Booker, you know, not have to worry about guarding other teams best offensive player on the perimeter, leaving that for Michael Bridges to do. But then also being able to be the score that he is playing off of Rubio, who does a great job in setting up his teammates. You know, the thing that's going to hurt them in these last eight games is that they won't have Kelly Oubre Jr., who is ruled out at the moment. And, you know, I'm just not super sold on their bench. I do – like Cameron Johnson and what he's been able to bring to this team as a stretch wing slash four, you know, playing both the three and a four. And then, you know, the addition of Aaron Baines over from the Celtics has provided them with another scoring big who also does a great job rebounding. Um, but I think they've dug themselves in too big of a hole to climb out of. And that wraps it up for this episode as we've covered the bottom five teams in the Western Conference fighting with the Memphis Grizzlies for that last and eighth playoff spot. You know, it's going to be interesting to see how this all shakes up at the bottom of the Western Conference. But I want to thank you all for tuning in and hope you all come back for the next episode as I go through the Eastern Conference and break down all the teams as we get ready for the NBA restart.